Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. What's going on? Hey, man. Happy to have you on. Uh, how you doing today? I'm great, man. You got the hottest book in the land, The Last Enforcer, man. Some outrageous oh, stories in this have book. Have you read it yet? I haven't read the entire book, but I've definitely read some excerpts from the book. I okay. love I love the stories, and I'm hoping maybe you could uh, help us settle an argument we've been having here at the studio. I'm saying, I'll play the referee today. All right. Please help us, because Tom Brady retires, and now people are wanting to say, you know, Tom Brady is not only the GOAT of football, but he's the GOAT of GOATs. They're the greatest of all time. You, you know, forget about Tiger Woods. Forget about Hank Aaron. Forget about Michael Jordan. Tom Brady's the greatest. What do you think? Is it Mike? Is it Tom? Is it Tiger? Who is the greatest of all? Oh, hey, that's that's a debate that can go on for the next two or three years. I mean, it's a good debate. Um, I think you know, you know, if you want to go back to the golden days of. Uh, Yogi Bear and all of them guys, Beirut. It was a different time and a different place for everybody in, in the era. But uh, you know what Tom Brady did play twenty two years. Yes, that's a given. I mean, he he was he did incredible, especially in football. I think that um, Michael Jordan, what he did in basketball was incredible. Six championships in eight years. Everybody got some some numbers and, and years. And you can say LeBron. So I mean, I, I, that's a tough that's a tough debate. I mean. You know, when you put football, we supposed to be so physical sports, but they changed the rules the last ten years to make it make it easy for you to play twenty years. So you got to look at that too. Basketball, they changed the rules to make guys do different things. So we're gonna have to keep debating that. I don't have my answer yet, but uh, great question to start off. One guy made a good point here at the studio, and I, and I, he kind of shut everybody else down when he said, "You know what? Mike had to play both ends of the floor. He played offense and he played defense." One defensive player of the year. I didn't see Tom Brady playing linebacker, and we all were just like, okay, all right, we'll all shut up. <laughs> he wouldn't have played linebacker. He probably played free safety or cornerback. Ain't no quarterback. It's just like come up in high school, you play both ways. Your quarterback ain't playing linebacker. They're going to play further back as they can. Tom wasn't taking too many hits there towards the end, so I still give it to MJ. And when I think back to some of the greatest playoff series, you know, I just turned 40 recently, so I was a kid back when you were battling it out with Michael Jordan in those playoff series uh, with the Knicks, and I know you guys are close friends, but during those heated playoff series, how much talking were you guys doing outside of trash talking on the floor? Were you having conversations during those series off the court? Um, in the book, we talk about a few things, but it wasn't a lot of conversation. Uh, after the first game, you know, you shake hands, throw the ball up, and we see how, how many games the series go. But it wasn't a lot of off the court. I mean, we didn't want to see one another or hear from one another until that next game. So uh, it wasn't a lot of trash talking. I keep seeing everybody keep saying Burry talking a lot, Mike talking a lot. The guys really didn't talk when I was around. So maybe they talked to some guys that they knew that they could get it off on. But nobody was talking that talk to Big Oak. We we know because that's why they call <laughs> that's why they call you the last enforcer. I know you talk about some of the coaches that you played for in the book. Uh, Shaq once told me a, a 
Coach Riley story where he said Riley came in when he was with the Heat and he was like, you guys don't have the right mindset. Uh, you got to get your mind right. And then he was like, do you know how long the longest person's ever held their breath underwater? It's five minutes. And he took a bucket of ice water and he like buried his head in the ice water and held his breath for over five minutes. Then he came out and he goes, you can do anything if you put your mind to it. Shaq said Riley was big about putting on a show in the... Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Locker room. Do you remember Coach Riley ever doing anything like that? Well, he write about his mindset and, you know, he'll call you out as a guy. I mean, in a good way, but he'll show you and explain this and that to you. He was that type of guy. He was a controlling guy. He didn't want you to be – he didn't want a weak-minded guy on his team. He wants you to challenge the moment. And, you know, I think in New York, we talked a little about Pat Riley. Uh, he just he, – he had swag. And, you know, you give him your time. You would listen to him because he presented himself in a way that you, that you would, would mind – just like, oh, wow, I'm going to give him a chance. He's saying this, he's saying that. But he always did things the right way at a high level. So, yes, Pat Riley was that guy who that you would get all your time to, to do whatever he bring to the table or whatever you had. And he was just, you know, he was a coach that he prepared you. In the book, you talk about James Dolan and the ownership uh, with the Knicks. I'm wondering, why do they keep swinging and missing on free agents? Kyrie, no. LeBron, no. KD, no. It seems like playing in Madison Square Garden, biggest media market in the U.S., uh, it would be an attractive place for players to go. Why does nobody want to play for the Knicks? Well, the book, we mentioned a few things. Uh, it's how you conduct yourself as an owner, coach, player. They all tell the players take the high road. And in New York, the guy who runs the team haven't took the high road yet. So that's one reason why a lot of players not coming there. And I know that New York is like no other. Um, when you played in Chicago, you had to deal with, with the media there. And, of course, a lot of people covering Michael Jordan, even as a young player in the league. Then you come to the Knicks. Was there really a big difference between the way you had to deal with the media? Was there a bigger spotlight on you? What were the differences between playing in Chicago and playing in New York? I mean, you know, in New York, you know, the light is always bright. The fans... The media is tough in New York. Chicago was, you know, a little not tough in New York, but it's a city. It's a man. It's a it's a city in itself. The fans, the people, and you know, you see they're all tough minded. You know, that make you tougher. It makes you want to do better. And so, in the book, you know, we're talking about New York and the fans embracing me and showing me love. And you know, hey, I love New York. This book right now, one of the hottest on the stands, it's The Last Enforcer, outrageous stories from the life and times of one of the NBA's fiercest competitors. He's on with us right now, uh, Charles Ark uh, Oakley. I was about to say Charles Barkley is mentioned quite a bit in the book. Uh, you talk about your uh, run-ins with some law enforcement. One time you kicked Dennis Rodman out of a restaurant. I mean, these are some fantastic stories. You will find them in this book. One of the stories that stands out to me is MJ's 40th birthday party. I know you were there. You guys are close friends, but I didn't know 
that you were Chef Oak, that you you actually were the one helping to cook the meal at MJ's 40th? Yes, in the book, I, I explained all of that. It was there. I made a meal for 40-some people two days in a row, and we had a ball. I mean, a lot of celebrities, and we got snowed in, so MJ showed everybody a lot of love and come over to his place, as he should have, because that's his city. I know it was Washington, but it still was his city. And uh, wherever he go, is always his city. So he showed everybody a good time, and uh, we had a ball. Donald Trump was there as well. Is that true? Donald Trump was at the birthday party. Yes, he was. And another thing is, he was the only one who got out that night out of 15 private planes. He's the only one, you know, only one took off. So he had a lot of luck on the side. He just called somebody with a lot of power. Yeah, that well, that Trump money will help you as, as well. Your thoughts, uh, you talk about your, your relationship uh, with the Don, uh, our former president. Uh, what do you make of, of Donald Trump? What, is he a friend of yours? Uh, I've been knowing Donald Trump since the 90s when I was first got to New York. I met him several times, been to many golf courses. Matter of fact, this summer I saw him at the golf course, had played behind him, had lunch beside him. He always just showed me love. I mean, I know a lot of things that happen in life. He's president for one term. Uh, he's still out here doing his thing. But I have nothing bad to say. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. So the book is called The Last Enforcer. I'm wondering, Oak, have you carried that badge with you your whole life? Like even when you were little little oak, you know, little oak tree, uh, were you always right. have that mentality where, you know, you fuck with me, it's going to be the last guy you cross. Has that always been your mentality? Well, I always been, you know, as you grow up and get older, you protect your sisters and brothers. They protect me and your parents and your teammates and your friends. Uh, I just always just feel like I was a leader, and when stuff happened and I'm around, I try to make the best of a, uh, try not to let it get too far out of hand, uh, look, uh, help some of my teammates when they, when they need someone on, on their side, I try to be on the, you know, on their side to help them, and just try to show a lot of love, and uh, in this book, it was tell you, you know, my upcoming and my grandfather, how he was, and a lot of that rubbed off on me to be a stronger and better person, so... Yes, uh, Enforcer, yeah, it's a great name, but like I said, it's more love Enforcer. It's about love. What was your relationship like with your parents? Did you have mom and dad growing up? Uh, you said you, your grandfather was a big influence. How was the uh, o- Oakley household growing up? Yes, uh, yes. Coming up, my, my father passed when I was young, but my mom, and my, you know, it was eight of them, and, you know, aunts and uncles, and, you know, uh, helped take care of me, and especially my grandfather who showed them the way and, you know, just, he was, just, he was just a man who worked so hard every day and I had, I couldn't do nothing but talk about him. He was my leader. So he he helped me build myself to where I'm, not where I'm at today, but helped me build myself to get where I'm at today. 
Well, we like to have fun on this show. We got a, a segment we do called This or That. This or That. You know, kind of like the Black Sheep song. But, we you know, we mentioned something like Coke or Pepsi. Coke or Pepsi. And then you you just okay, off the top off the top of the lid, you tell us what you're thinking. So, first, This or That. How about Bengals or Rams this weekend in the Super Bowl? Oh, neither one. I ain't thought about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm from Ohio, so. So, you might, might have to run What's with the the Joe Burrow then. All right, this or that, this or that, Halle Berry or Rihanna? Halle Berry. Uh, this or that, New York pizza or that deep dish Chicago pizza? New York pizza. This or that, Tupac or Biggie? Tupac. This or that, I know you went and seen him when he was in jail, Iron Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali? I got to go with Ali. All right. How about Bulls or Knicks? Bulls or Knicks? Who are you going with? And maybe not just this year, but overall, Bulls or Knicks? I'm going with the Knicks. Uh, I played here for 10 years. I got to go with the Knicks. All right. This or that? How about beer or wine for the Oak? Wine. And Shaq or Kobe? Shaq or Kobe? Shaq or Kobe? Yeah. Kobe. Taking Kobe, even on Shaq's uh, radio station, you're you're going to take Kobe over Shaq. Yeah, I mean that's my answer. I mean, if he gets mad, tell him get my phone number. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, that would be a sight to see. What? what is... I, I want him anyway. Me and him gonna do a WWF. Yeah, you guys would be a great match. I, I may have to try to set that yeah. up. I, I might have to be the Don yeah. King of that matchup. Let me see if I can get you to hey, uh, to square off. I'm, 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 I'm... Set it up. I, I made about four or five hits, so I'm waiting for him to call back. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. All right. Well, I'll let I'll I'll let him know. We're joined right now by Charles Oakley here on the show. Uh, NBA All Star is in your city this year, Cleveland. I mean, is Cleveland still home for you? Are you excited about All Star this year? Cleveland's always gonna be home. That's why I'm born and raised. I mean, you know, but uh, Cleveland's home. I'll be there trying to be uh, a host, and I uh, hope everybody have a good time. And what's uh, next for you? I mean, the book right now, you're on fire. Lots going on. You were dancing with the stars. What is the next chapter for Charles Oakley? Well, uh, next chapter is hopefully get a, a movie, a documentary out of this book, and keep come back with another book, uh, and just keep producing things. All right. I appreciate it. Okay. Good luck with the book, and thank you so much for coming on. All right. Stay full. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com.